Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special 10-episode series, we are focused on resilience. What is it? How do we get it? And if we've lost it, how do we get it back? So listen in, because we know that great work is so much more dependent on your resilience than it is on your hustle. Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special holiday episode, I'm so excited to have Consuela Munoz. She is a Gallup certified strengths coach working with entrepreneurs to defeat shiny object syndrome. She's a speaker, trainer, author, and the founder of the CEO Way and Impact Makers Playground. Following a 20-year career as a privately held multinational company employing 13,000 people with 10 billion in sales, Munoz decided to start her coaching business and founded Own Your Confidence. Consuela believes that everyone should be excited by the work they are doing and that celebrating and engaging your strengths is how you own your confidence. Welcome to the podcast, Consuela. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm really excited to be joining you today and excited with the theme we've got going for your podcast. So. That's right. Special holiday. So but before we get into resilience, which we are going to spend a lot of time talking about, I want to first just hear from you a little bit about your great work. So my great work, um, I'm, you know, as you said in the intro, I'm a strengths coach. But more than that, I am a strengths nerd. And, um, you know, anything and everything strengths, I've been doing strengths since before it was 2.0. So anyone knows about strengths, like I took 1.0. That's how long I've been around the strengths. And, And to me, you know, another thing you listed in there is what drives me and my passion is that everyone should be excited to get up and go to work every day. And if you, um, I mean, excited, maybe you're not excited every day, but if you're on Sunday and you're already getting an upset stomach thinking about having to go to work, then something needs to change. It doesn't necessarily mean the work you're doing, but something about something is going to have to change. There's no reason to spend it being that miserable. You know, a lot of times people say that life is short, right? And I like to say that life is long. You make the wrong choices and you're miserable in your work. That makes life seem unbearably long. So it is indeed short. Make the right choices for you. Interesting. So you said that if you're feeling upset about going to work on Sunday, something has to change. It doesn't have to necessarily be the work that you're doing. So I want to hear more about that because that's something that I think gets lost in the shuffle a lot. People think if I'm unhappy, I have to find the courage to blow it all up and go do something else. And one of the tenets of great work in the book and in the podcast and all in the journals, all of it is you can have so much more joy today without changing any external circumstances. So I want to hear how you see that. What can people do if, for whatever reason, they feel compelled to stay where they're at? So tons of people will come. All right, tons isn't really a very good metric. But people, when they come to me like, oh, but people, when they come to me, they're in that state, like, I just have to do something else. Like they're so miserable, they have to do something else. And they they can get a little... um, drastic, extreme, whatever word you want to use, but like, I have to do something completely different because this is miserable. But when we start doing, you know, really looking at things more often, more often, they're in the right place. They've just become disengaged with the work they're doing. 
And and once they're disengaged, then nothing, even going to someplace new, wouldn't make it better for any long term because you have they have to find a way to become re-engaged with the work they're doing. Now, you know, I, I worked with folks where they started doing this job and it was really amazing. And then Sue left and they had to take over her responsibilities. And then Bob left and they had to take over his responsibilities. And it became, you know, this, this isn't what I wanted to do. And it, and it gets really bogged down. So without doing that, growing your strengths and being confident enough to say, hey, you know, I don't think Sue's, uh, you know, job tests align with me and here's why. And I think so-and-so should do them instead. And here's why. And having the ability to confidently say why you should or shouldn't be doing something, you see problems that only you can solve with the strengths that you bring. And you're engaged enough to bring that forward and show people how amazing you are. And then all those other things that you didn't enjoy doing don't matter as much for you to do. Why would they? You're amazing at this. Let's have you solve this. That is the power of being engaged with your work. No, I see. Yeah. And it sounds like being engaged with your work is the outcome in your mind of focusing on your strengths. So um, can you tell us just a briefly for people who maybe aren't as familiar with the strengths finder as you are, which is probably 97% of people. <laughs> How does uh, really recognizing your strengths, particularly in line with the strengths finder, how does that lead to engagement? So the more experience, I'm not going to say age, but the more experience you have, the more you kind of know yourself. But it still is this kind of nebulous, I know what I'm good at kind of thing. But when you take the strengths assessment and you get that strengths report back, it's words on a page, black and white, and it's coming from someone else. And you get to see all the most amazing things about you spelled out there. And that alone helps you see yourself in a different way. So many times, um, you know, that thing that you do that other people don't get makes you weird, makes you different, but that's your strength. That's your most amazing. And they don't get it because they don't, they don't drive from there. And so as you realize that, no, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I do better than anyone else. And the way I do it is so natural and so automatic that other people can't grasp it. That's when you start seeing the power of it. Mm. Okay, Consuela, do you have a personal story? First of all, what's your strength? Like, what's your number one strength? And did you experience this yourself where you discovered your strengths and it changed everything? So my number one strength is communication. So I talk a lot. I talk a lot, a lot. And well, you talk a lot and well. So, but my top five strengths are communication, woo, futuristic, positivity, and activator. And and to me, obviously, I feel that it's a very powerful combination because of course, why wouldn't I? I'm obviously biased on myself, but really it is, I, woo is convincing of others, right? Winning others over. So I see things how they could be in the future, I can see how they're going to be amazing. And I convince people to take action because I have activator, like let's move, let's take action. And as far as personal story, there was a gentleman um, that I was working with who had to redesign a room. And um, this man wore all gray, not even black, like just shades of gray. 
And his boss wanted him to make a colorful room for them to ideate in. And he was like, well, I don't see what's wrong with gray. And I'm like, okay. So I was able to paint a picture that he could see and convince him to use colors like orange and green and blue in different combinations in the room to make it more welcoming of creating and idea generating. And so that's a quick story, but that, that was, you know, just naturally I was able to convince this man that only wore gray, that he should paint in, in bright colors in a room. Interesting. And when you, previous to your strengths finder and your understanding that you were a persuasive person, what would you have behaved differently? Did finding that strength make you think like, this is an impossible task, but I've got woo. So I think I can do it. Like, do you feel like you had that transformation or did you always kind of know? Well, I I don't know that I always knew exactly, but things that people said to me once I read, you know, once I read it and started thinking about the strengths, like, oh, I remember so-and-so said that. That must have been me using my woo, right? So at one point, um, part of an interview team and we would, you know, have to all interview and then we would group decide who would get the candidate. And um the boss that was above all of us on the interview team is like, well, who did you pick? Because I know whatever you decide, you'll convince everybody to do. And and I and I had he had said that to me prior to me getting the strengths result. And I was like, whoa, but more, you know, like, OK, but more importantly than that, like when you aren't aware of the power of your strengths, any strength can be taken too far and become a weakness. Your strength can be in charge of you if you're not in charge of it. And so um, I like to talk about like in college, I didn't always necessarily use woo for good. Aha. Right. I would convince people to do things without trying that probably weren't good ideas. Right. And so knowing and using your strengths purposely is important. Now, as far as like going forward, it helped me realize that. Um, well, and I have this thing like one day, and this is, I write about in my book, but one day I realized I was just average. Everything about me was just average. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, but not gorgeous. I'm smart, but not a genius. You know, I'm even the average height. I like, (laughs) you know, I get my medical results back and everything's right in the middle. Like there's, you know, everything is average. And it kind of hit me. I'm like, but I don't want to be average. And to me, it was like, how can I use my strengths to then have an impact on the world? And be greater than average. Okay. I love that. That's such a great story. And you mentioned that you have Activator as one of your strengths. Yes. And if Activator, if I know anything, I have Activator also, as a matter of fact. And you said your strengths can become weaknesses if you overdo it. And as an activator, I have to assume that there have been times where you have activated yourself into an exhausted heap. And these particular episodes are focused on resilience because so many of us, especially these holiday times, we really are feeling sometimes there's so much rush in the lead up to the holidays that by the time you have a minute, you're just like, I don't even know how to relax anymore. And I really want to give people the opportunity to hear new and interesting ways to kind of recharge, reset, like rebuild the spark that makes it possible to do great work. 
And I am wondering, Consuela, what you can share with us either about your own personal experiences or from your expertise about how to do that. So, yes, yes, I've been an exhausted heat before. Um, I don't know how women of any age get to, you know, be there without it having to sometimes sure men as well but i know women especially um, moms that just drive themselves crazy holiday related stuff just makes everything we're already always doing even more um for me you know as an entrepreneur and all the things that you know we're always trying to do um i have tmj and i had this so i was doing all the things doing you know, umpteen number of things and worked myself and got really stressed out and had a massive TMJ flare. And that's in your jaw. That's when your jaw locks up, right? Yeah, y'all, that's your jaw when your jaw pops and clicks and and it's, you know, you can see it hurts, but that's like total understatement. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's my whole face is inflamed, um, my migraines gosh. every day. <sighs> um, and this, you know, this time something new, I started having a fever in my right ear. Oh no. So the rest of me is good. But if you took my temperature in my ear, it's 101, 100. No, just in your ear? Just in my ear. Oh my goodness. And it felt like it was melting my brains. Mm. Like, and and the here's the thing. Um, you know, based on everything else that's happening in a pandemic world, I didn't get into therapy for two months. And so in the first month, taking a lot of pain medicine so I could just get by and keep things moving, which caused tummy upset. So now I can't even take the pain medicine. So for that last month, completely unfunctionable. I could not function. You know, it was, you know, here's like an hour of work and a two hour nap. And there's another hour of work and then nap the rest of the day, like just not able to function because of that flare up. And while I was doing, while I was having this flare up and waiting for therapy, I went, I was at um, an in-person event and uh, taken, while well, I was taking all the medicine and, and trying to function. And somebody asked a question about what do I do about all the rabid squirrels running around in my head? How do I prioritize? And our keynote speaker was Mel Robbins. And she's like, kill the squirrels. And I'm immediately like, like I have this problem. So I'm leaning in and she says, kill the squirrels. And I'm like, no, I love these squirrels, right? These are my ideas. I, you know what? And um, through that, I realized two things. One, I started thinking about an idea how to solve this problem for myself because um, I had this problem, but two, that I had this problem. I have right. a severe problem with this and getting that under control is the only thing that took all the pain away because I started going to therapy. I started, you know, I got some good medicine, but I went to specialists and all these things to get this pain to go away. But it wasn't until I got my shiny object syndrome under control that I truly started feeling relief because they couldn't figure out why I had this fever in my ear. It made no sense to anyone. So let me just say back to you what I think I'm hearing. So you realized that it was just the constant switching and running too many different projects all at the same time and trying to meet all the expectations of all the different people with all their many conflicting requests. And you feel like, or like you discovered that that was what was really at the root of 
for the ear painter and the TMJ and all of that. Fascinating. So then what do you do to keep the squirrels, <laughs> I don't know, contained? To deal with it, to deal with the squirrels. So, and I say, you know, defeat shiny object syndrome, and it's we're not going to control it. And defeating it to me is just meaning we win, right? So um, to me, I would, it becomes like a cycle, right? Almost an addiction to chase that shiny new thing. And as you're chasing that shiny new thing, you're chasing an art and you got, and then you leave behind you a wake of all kinds of projects started. Yeah, right. Open loops. Open and all of them started and nothing's finished and nothing's done. And that goes like this and just weighs you down with all of that expectation. And so for me, you know, I, I had to think about, okay, what are my strengths? I don't have focus and discipline high. They're not, they're not strong for me. I don't drive from there, but I know what results I need. So how am I going to use the strengths I do have to get that result? And so I started using my strengths with purpose. I came up with this tool and this process that works for me, because for me, I know it has to be fun. If it's not fun, it's not going to get done. So I made it fun and colorful and it has to be quick. No, you know, those people that are natural finishers, when they try to tell us who are natural starters, what to do, their list is like 25 things long. And after number two, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Right. Maybe I don't want to. (laughs) Right. Like this is too much. So I needed something quick and I needed something. um, I was going to have to partner with people. And so uh, to help keep me on track, like I was going to need some accountability. It's going to have to happen. And so that's really how I I got through it. So with that, on my tool, you come up with your your strong goal. The thing about the strong goal is a strong, positive emotion when you read that goal. So that goal is so strong and important to you that none of the shiny things can get in your way because the goal is too important. It's too important. And then I have this thing about evaluating every idea. So when I say every idea, we say yes to so much stuff. So how can we be confident enough to say no? And and when we evaluate an idea, is that idea actually going to help us with our goal right now? If it's not, so I have two areas of on my um, impact board. It's a whiteboard that you can use, right? And so it's action and distraction. If it's going to help you right now, that's an action. If it's a good idea, but it's not going to help you right now, that's a distraction and it stays there and you can't do anything. You can't give it any time, any money or any effort. And by putting all those things over there, I'm no longer chasing the squirrels and I'm saying no easier and easier. And because I'm saying no, I'm staying focused. But the great thing about this, I'm not spending any energy, mental energy, physical energy on those things on the distraction side. And because of that, I'm moving at a much more steady rate of my energy doing the things, only these limited things I know are going to help me achieve my goal. Because I know me, once I get too many things, then I'm like, well, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. Below your circuit breaker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm having a, a this huge visual of a breaker going, and that's it. Lights out. See you after my nap. <laughs> right. Done. That's it. That's it for that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. In uh, my book, Great Work, one of the whole chapter is called You Have to Do Less, Much, Much Less. And it's all about same stuff as what you're talking about. I feel like there's a ton of synergy, right? It's like, put it in the parking lot. Here's three different parking lots, short term, long term, medium term. 
And then one of the main sort of, when we're talking about people in the holidays having this moment, one of the things that you're talking about is um, looking at the expansive things you've committed to and in like combining your ideas with my idea of short-term parking, which is this idea of like, yes, I'm doing it. I can't like say no to it as a whole thing, but I can say no to it right now. I can put it in the distraction list for the weekend, for the week, and I can come cut off all like resources given to that thing. And you can do it for the things that you would think you could never really offload. You can offload them for a weekend. And that I think is such a great holiday tip is like to be intentional, look at all the things you're doing and move as many of them as possible into that distraction uh, row. And then give yourself a week of just mental freedom from those things. I think that would make a huge difference. I want to do that right now, as a matter of fact, I'm like yearning for it. When you say mental freedom, I mean, that's it exactly. So when you're chasing the shiny things or when you have this idea that you want to do this or this task you want to do, you're going over them in your brain. You're, you're constantly cycling through them, going through them, going through them, going through them. And the more ideas you start into that mix that you're swirling through, it doesn't take many and it becomes really foggy. And then when you you have your goal... If it's foggy in here, you can't see the path clearly. So you have to do something to do that. And so for me, that's in that that idea step. So you need, and, and it's not a pretty word, but we need to do a brain dump, right? You need to take everything out of your brain that you're thinking about. Now, I, I recommend making two lists, right? One for, for your business ideas and all the things that you think you should do for your business and a list for other things like, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to um, you know finish the laundry this weekend or I, I said I would bake so-and-so cookies. Those go on a separate list, but make those lists. Get it out of here because if it's in here, it's taking energy from you. So get it out, remove it and get it clear. Right, get it out. Then you can look at it and you can make a plan. And you can put as many of them. This is our this is our tip, Consuela. Get as much as you can onto the distraction list and let it go for at least these couple of days that you have. I love your perspective so much. I could talk to you all day. However, I don't want to lose all your time. So please tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Because I bet at least one person who's listening, if not lots of people, are like, I need to talk to her so that I can get my head game in order. So how do they do that? How can they get to know you? So I have um, a free guide. It's the 10 simple techniques to defeat shiny object syndrome for entrepreneurs. And it can go through some of these um, aspects of how do we, how do we just get things clear and, and learn to be focused. And it's for all of us that are natural starters, you know, to figure out how we can finish things that we start. Yes. I love it. Great. Well, and you have, uh, you'll give us the link to the guide. And I'll link to your website, put them in the show notes and people can reach out to you. And even for, I can it's really easy. It's defeatsos.com. Oh, SOS is such a great. Yeah, shiny object <laughs> syndrome, defeatsos.com. And you'll be able to get that guide, but I will give you the link. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. This was really helpful. Thank you. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, you've got to check out the Great Work Community. The Great Work Community is where change-making entrepreneurs make drama-free progress together. Come on over for a co-working, accountability, coaching, and just-in-time courses.
check out the Great Work community. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Unleashing Your Great Work. I hope you are feeling inspired to recharge. If you'd like to turn resilience into legacy, grab a copy of my book, Great Work. Do what matters most without sacrificing everything else. You can get it wherever you get books.